Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Let's get your thoughts on the LSU-Arkansas game. Well, I mean, disappointing anytime you come away with a loss. And, um, you know, Arkansas obviously had a chance to win. I always say when you go on the road, especially when you're talking about a ranked opponent uh, that's, in LSU's case, has got a lot of talent. Um, I think they got a good coaching staff, good head coach, and they got a quarterback. Uh, anytime you go on the road and give yourself a chance to win, Usually, you know, you come out with half of the wins, I guess, which should end up, you know, if you take care of your home games, a pretty good season. Um, I've heard some people toss words around like pathetic and embarrassing, all that stuff. I mean, come on. Uh, If anything, yeah, if anything, this makes you a little more disappointed in the BYU game with how they Mm -hmm. played in that one after seeing what they're capable of and what I I have felt that they're capable of. Uh, since watching them in fall camp from a roster standpoint. As everybody knows, I've said several times, I think this is the most talented roster that they have. Um, I thought it was interesting on the defensive side of the ball, and I love to always go back before I form any real strong opinions. And um, Well, I shouldn't say that. I always have strong opinions. But um, <laughs> before I come to a final opinion, I guess, watch the game on TV and, and you know watch it again. I was actually lucky the game and my stream on my computer when I was in the press box in Baton Rouge I was able to basically watch every single play in between each play, so that worked out well. Uh, but I th- what I thought was pretty notable, not the same amount of rotation on the defensive line. We generally just saw uh, eight defensive linemen, uh, whereas we'd seen, you know, we only saw Jack- Zach Williams for four snaps. I don't think we saw Nico Davier at all on defense. Tank Booker didn't play. Um, I think Ian Jafford might have saw a snap. So, we didn't see near the amount of uh, rotation on the defensive line. At linebacker, you only had Pooh Paul and Jaheim Thomas. No other linebacker played on defense unless it was Alfaheem Walcott coming down when they were in their dime package. Pooh Paul played every snap on defense. And the secondary, what we'd seen is Hudson Clark kind of bouncing around from each spot, from safety to safety to nickel, and kind of giving each guy a breather while he's playing. They all end up playing a similar amount of snaps, like 40 snaps or so. But we didn't see Hudson really come out. He played a couple of snaps at nickel, but he pretty much stayed uh, in his spot. And then you saw two guys, um, Johnson and Walcott, rotating at that one spot. You know, Snacks played most of the snaps. Um, Nudie McLaughlin played most of the snaps. They kind of rotated a little bit with Singletary and Braxton. Uh, more in the first half, it seemed like. But you did not see near as much activity and rotating guys. I think that played a role in the second half and maybe getting a little more worn down. I think it played a role with LSU also because mm-hmm. they did not rotate a whole lot. You can see when you get into these tough conference matchups, you know, we talked about so much rotation and stuff, but they're really experimenting at that time until they figure out who their dudes are. And I think it might have played a little bit of a role in why they got worn out a little bit in the second half and started giving up a lot more yards. At the same time, 
Jaden Daniels is a heck of a quarterback, and he's got mm. NFL wide receivers, and you're just going to give up some stuff. You just are. You're going to make mistakes. I think the one disappointing thing above anything uh, to me is the 11 penalties. A lot of those was not from the noise but from uh, the defensive line stemming, and they were you know, making some quick jerky movements, but you got to be more disciplined than that. 11 penalties is just too many. Uh, you know, even going back to the BYU game, they had 14. I would be more disappointed in the 14 home penalties, even though I thought several of those were unwarranted against BYU, um, than I would the 11 away. But there's still too many. You got problems at the goal line. Arkansas is just not a goal line, not a good short yardage team. Um, those continue to pop up. Obviously, you would have loved to seen them have some timeouts at the end of the game. I've seen people talk about what poor management, clock management, Sam Pittman has. He didn't have the ball the last five minutes. I don't know how he was supposed to manage that. Um, I did think that they were trying to score, despite what Brian Kelly said, on maybe one of their last runs. Uh, I don't know if there's a rule against picking the guy up and just carrying him into the end zone, but they all had him, so like, why not just pull him on into the end zone and score there? Um, but obviously that's been something that's talked about a lot. Do you let him score or not? I think you do. I think you just – I do. You know. Yep. Yeah, I don't. It's hard to I get telling your defense, "Hey, let them score." After you've been trying to stop them all game, but um, it's the only thing that makes sense. Otherwise, you're just, you know, kind of hoping for a prayer um, at the end of the game. So, uh, I thought I was glad to see the offense finally getting sync. Luke Haas is a, Luke Haas is a stud. Got to say his name right. Mm-hmm. He said he was called Haas all all night, but uh, Luke Haas deserves to say his name, say that man's name right. It's Haas, uh, but he he played well. Somebody. Posted something on social media. It was like um, he wasn't even being covered. Trey Biddy could have caught those passes. <laughs> I was like, uh, I would have been killed at the goal line on that one, so I never would have had an opportunity. <laughs> so, um, but he played a heck of a game. Rashad DeBinion, I think we can see a little bit more why DeBinion, I mentioned this on the walk and talk, um, you know, was getting so many more opportunities, even though A.J. Green was playing so well in the BYU game. And I think it's just what the coaches see in him and that he is that kind of back that he's, you know, probably the better option for him. He started running really well. You saw him starting to soften up LSU's uh, defensive front. And, you know, in the second half, those those runs started becoming, you know, longer and longer. Um, so, but uh, too many penalties. Gave a chance, yourself a shot to win. Uh, it, you know, it's a, not the favorite trend in the world to see so many close losses. Um, but, you know, the only close win that they've had recently, um, dating back to last year, is the, the Kansas game. And that never should have gotten to, to that situation. But, um, you know, that's disappointing. But, man, it's just nobody likes losing. Nobody should accept being a 70-and-a-half-point underdog. Um, but, man, LSU's got some dudes I always I think this is interesting, Randy. When you talk about LSU football, and I mentioned at the top, just with Brian Kelly, you know I think he's a good coach. They've got a quarterback, and you know they have athletes. When you look at what LSU produces from a talent standpoint, they're probably the top talent state per capita in the country. Uh, sending guys to the NFL, there's 50 players from LSU on active 53-man rosters, either that or on injured reserve on the roster. There are seven wide receivers in the NFL from from Louis, from LSU, uh, and guess what state they all come from? Louisiana. Louisiana. Just wide receivers, guys. There are five Arkansas natives that played for the Razorbacks in the NFL right now. I mean, five Arkansas natives, all positions. And you want you want to get into the dozen 
defensive backs <laughs> that play in the NFL from LSU and where they're from. They have great access to talent. And when you combine that with having a quarterback, um, they're just going to have a good team and good coaching. Um, they're just going to have good teams. They're going to have you know teams that can compete at the national championship level. And Arkansas has always kind of struggled in that vein of building teams up and making a run at it. But the landscape is changing. You can answer things in the transfer portal now. Um, build your roster through the transfer portal, look at Arkansas's defense, and have more competitive teams. So I think things are changing for the better for Arkansas uh, to be able to compete more regularly with teams like LSU. But you got to have a quarterback, and Arkansas's got one in K.J. Jefferson. Blows my mind. I see on social media people talking trash about K.J. Jefferson. I mean, people have no idea how hard it is to find a quality quarterback, um, and K.J. Jefferson is that and beyond, and Arkansas is very lucky to have him. But uh, didn't yeah, Dan, uh, Trey, didn't, didn't Daniels come from uh, Arizona, Arizona State? State? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Daniels is a good quarterback. He's got – I mean, he can run, he can throw, and he's got a lot of talent around him. Trey, I'm still disappointed. This goes back to even maybe the first game against Western Carolina. We just, From the defensive line perspective, I know they – were credited with two sacks this past game. Thomas got that. He should have been credited with a sack instead of a half a sack. But anyway, um, it just doesn't seem like they're getting the pressure, particularly in the second half, against most quarterbacks. What What are you seeing out of the defensive line? Well, I think they got a really good defensive line. I just I think that LSU's also got a really really good offensive line and a mobile quarterback and a lot of weapons. Um, I mean, I would take this defensive line every year at Arkansas, and I think they're going to end up doing a lot of good things. Just, I mean, LSU's got players, too. They recruit. They coach them. Um, I don't think Arkansas's defensive line played bad, but uh, they didn't have, like, they didn't just dominate, but there will be teams out there that they dominate. Um, The thing is, like, is Arkansas going to play like they did against BYU next week? Are they going to play like they did against LSU? Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. And let's go right back to the phones and let's talk with Savage. Savage, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. What's going on, fellas? Yeah, I got a question for you. you What's know, Trey, Yep. Doing good. Last year, it was a Texas A&M game that turned the season. This year, looks like it's the BYU game. So, SEC West is wide open. Bama's down. They don't have the quarterback. And they got Neil Rowe. Ole Miss, their defense is not playing, you know, outstanding. It's wide open. What does this team have to do to break out, you know, just take off from this point, learn from these stupid penalties, I mean, you're shooting yourself in your foot. Take the penalties off the table, Trey. What does this team have to do to turn it around? I'll get off here. Well, penalties would help. I mean, if you're a low-penalty team against LSU and BYU, then maybe you're 4-0 right now. Um, I don't think the offense played particularly in sync against BYU. I think they're still kind of figuring some things out. I think they probably got a lot of stuff figured out last weekend. I really do. Um the question is if they can play at that standard 
week in and week out. Somebody was posting on one of my YouTube videos that the reason Arkansas got up for this game is because LSU's a rivalry game. That's why they were uh, so up for it. Well, I'm looking at the schedule, and every team looks like a rival to me, except for Florida International. Mm-hmm. Every team looks mm-hmm. like That's a team right. that you would get up You're for. Right. Uh, so there's no excuses moving forward not to play at that standard. It's hard week in and week out to do it, but – you got to make up for one with that BYU yep. game. This team can still win eight games, just like I predicted them to. They can. I predicted them to go one and three in this stretch, this road stretch, and still win eight. Um, I think I have them losing to Missouri because that's just what Arkansas has done, and I'm going to pick them to lose to Missouri until they beat them. But um, this Texas A&M game, this Ole Miss game coming up after that, those are both games that – Arkansas can win if they play like they did against LSU. Yep. Clean up the penalties. Got to clean up the penalties. Um, it's still a disturbing trend to have so many close losses. At some point, that's going to balance out in Arkansas's favor. You just need it to go ahead and happen. Um, but they can beat they can beat Texas A&M Saturday. I think they will because it would have been real easy after the BYU game to start pointing fingers. Um, to see you're a 17 and a half point underdog, you know, place a lot of blame, but they came out and battled. So that's that's an encouraging sign. I didn't, you know, I thought the offensive line aside for some penalties, I thought Limmer played well, Latham, Braun. I thought he really moved. You know, Braun's offside penalty was just kind of firing off the ball a hair too quick. It wasn't just like flinching or something like that. Uh, he just fired off too quick. And then um, I thought Devon Manuel came in. There was two times where I saw he got beat. But overall, I thought he played really well for his first extensive action. He played about 75% of the snaps. Um, and they needed, as we said, they needed him to get healthy and they needed him to be good. And I think both of those things. In fact, I think he might have the most potential talent-wise out of any of the offensive linemen that they have. Uh, so that's good. Needed that boost. Uh, I still think that they do have some issues a little bit at right tackle with Kudis. I, I, think, he's, I think him and Chambly both have a lot of potential. I just think that they're both kind of a year away, but you might not have, you know, really any other option. Um, but, yeah, I mean, build on what you did last week, and they can beat Texas A&M Saturday. Let's talk with Jake. Jake, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Absolutely. Good afternoon, guys. Trey, good afternoon. Hey, man, uh, first of all, I want to uh, – well, I can't apologize on behalf of them because I literally am not one of them and will never be one of them. But those classless LSU fans that come by you on the walk and talk dropping three F bombs. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, like there, there there was absolutely no call for that. I don't understand why that happened. But yeah, then again, well, just to clarify, you know, it was just somebody who was too self-involved to recognize that other people were doing things and was telling a story and just wasn't paying attention and didn't care. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, me and a couple, when I was in the military, me and a couple of my buddies went in there and got in a fight in the restroom because we were wearing Razorback bread. So mm. it happened. So, I mean. Did you win? We, we, we oh, yeah. They, 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 we had a guy called Big Unit. He had, he, had a, he had previously had a college scholarship as a linebacker. He was 6'4", 240, straight muscle. They didn't see him in the stall when they started it. He came out and finished it real quick. <laughs> he, but, uh, he wiped them out. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the, I mean, the four of us did. But it's four on five, and we got the better. Hey, Trey, I, you know, I want to say, man, what can we do about these penalties? These are like yeah. these, these. These are these. These penalties are the kind that you can fix, and I don't understand mm-hmm. why they're not being fixed. These are pre snap. Yeah, Stupid the pre-snap stuff is what you got to focus on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the other yeah. stuff, like you know, the horse collar. I mean, when two guys are face masking each other, I, Jake, thank I you. Gonna get the, yeah, you're just, you're never going to get that offensive that call on you know an offensive guy face masking. But uh, you know, uh, Gregory jumping off sides. That's you know you just got to have more discipline there. Uh, I'm trying to think, I don't remember any like pass interference i might be remembering it wrong but be a little bit closer for that yeah i I thought the horse collar was a bad call the kid the kid had a handful of his jersey he didn't reach down in the collar yeah well he also got his face mask yeah that should have been all setting penalty yes it should have been it could have been a face mask too um but yeah you just you, you you rarely get that call the other way um I did, guys, to be honest with you, I did not think that Harold Perkins was guilty of roughing the passer on KJ on that last scoring yeah. drive. No, I mean, he put a little mustard on it. But on the other hand, I like you're asking when, a guy that's running 20 miles an hour to just stop dead in his tracks, and I don't, I didn't think he did anything malicious. But Trey, that was that was payback because one of that guy's name who lost his helmet, he shoved KJ down blatantly. Afterwards, yeah, and no call, and no call. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't have too much of a problem with a little chippiness and stuff, but yeah, but he, I, I don't, but he I don't threw him that, down. Basically, threw him down. Yeah. Well, Dwight McLaughlin shoved somebody. Um, you know, also later in the game, way after the the play, and probably could have been called for that. I don't think the officials, you know, determined the outcome on this one. I thought it was a pretty evenly called game um when it was holding i felt like it was holding now there was a call there was a time early in the game i think trajan jeff got i felt like he was being held pretty blatantly and it wasn't called but i mean you're just going to have some missed penalties like that but i don't think that they decided the outcome of this game um by a few things here and there but arkansas it's the pre-snap stuff lsu was stemming at the defensive line we all saw that and not just like shifting over like they were they were doing some hand movements and like some quick jerky stuff to uh to really try to draw Arkansas offsides. I don't think it was the crowd noise. I think it was the stemming that got them. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just the offensive line. It was also tight ends. It was also tight ends that were having issues. I mean, the backs got two, twice. Yeah, two snaps or a snap attempts at the uh, start of the fourth quarter. Um, but you just got to you got to work on it and you got to be better at it. But you know, having twenty four penalties, no, twenty five penalties in the last two games. That's just that's just ridiculous. Even though. I didn't think the BYU, the referees in the BYU game called it very well. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. Yep. Uh, it's Trey Biddy of hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company.